You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome, friends. This is the Yoga Magic Podcast. I'm so glad you're tuning in today on this show. I just, I love to bring you lots of different practices for self care, for spirituality. And I also like to share with you what has been coined the term expanders or people that show you what's possible. And today's guest, Colleen McCann, the founder of Style Rituals, is such an expander for those of you that might be you know, toning down your intuitive gifts or maybe even afraid to share them with the world for whatever reason. Colleen shares how this journey to her amazing work today was was a long one. She was originally in the fashion business and she grew up in a Midwestern, more conservative family. So this wasn't something that she, you know, saw coming, intuitive work, but she, you know, turns out it had really been with her all along and she talks about that. So Colleen McCann is a personal energy stylist She created style rituals to be a fun, sublime, and practical experience to get grounded, heal issues, and practice self-care, build better boundaries, tap into your intuition, and a lot more. Style rituals is what she calls glamour magic, (laughs) which I love, by blending her experience as a designer, a stylist, a brand consultant, healer, mentor, teacher, coach, author, and a serial entrepreneur. So on today's episode, we talk about Colleen's life in the fashion industry and her early resistance to moving into this intuitive work how she predicted and won the lottery at the age of nine. (laughs) Such a cool story. How her work started to take off once she really shared her gifts with other people. Some of the ways that we can get curious and follow our own intuitive hits. Colleen gives crystal suggestions for staying open intuitively, for setting boundaries, and then some really great ones for keeping in the bra daily. (laughs) Then She shares her favorite moon rituals and her crystal hygiene practices, and she talks about her newest service, the monthly energy edit. I highly recommend checking out the energy edit, her monthly offering, because it's it's just really affordable and it's jam-packed with cool practices and updates each month. I love it. It's one of the things that I subscribe to. If you want to learn more about Colleen, check out the info in the show notes and find her on Instagram at style underscore rituals. And finally, friends, thanks as always for tuning in each week. I'm starting to get back to recording some new episodes, some very cool content coming your way this fall. If you want to connect, please shoot me a DM. You can follow me at yoga magic podcast and I'm at ashley.sondergaard. And if you want to hop on the email list, link to do so is in the show notes. And with that, you'll get the free discover your self-care style mini course. All right, everybody, let's hop to the episode with Colleen McCann, the founder of Style Rituals. Welcome, Colleen. I'm so excited to talk to you today about a lot of things. I have so many questions and I feel like it's going to go in a lot of directions. Thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, Ashley, it is my absolute pleasure to be here. So I'm so curious. I want to hop right into 
really like your journey into the work that you do, because I know we're going to talk a lot about your really unique work, but like there must've been a pretty wild path, a really interesting path to get there. Well, Ashley, wild is probably uh, the best word that you could possibly (laughs) use for it. And I uh, did not start in the spiritual wellness realm. I started out as a fashion designer and then stylist working in New York City for 15 years. And um, as I got close to my Saturn return, and for anybody that doesn't know when that is, it's their late 20s. -hmm. And um, it's a time of great upheaval for people. And that brand of upheaval can be different for everybody. And mine happened to do with my intuition. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was like on my my fast fast track and fashion and loving it. And all of a sudden, I noticed that my intuition started to kick up and I saw a ghost walk through the walls of my apartment. I was having <laughs> premonition dreams. And um, amongst other fun things that were happening, I was having people like on on the subway come up to me to tell me that I was a healer. Wow. And I had, you know, that didn't mean anything to me. And I did what any typical New Yorker would do when a weirdo comes up to you on the subway. I was like, fuck you, fuck off, like get away from me. (laughs) Yeah, right. Get away from me. Get away. (laughs) Put my headphones on, like get away from me. So um, I had that natural reaction (laughs) and it started to get, so strong. And there's a million stories I could share about that, um, that I had to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And as they say, when the student is ready, the teacher will show. And my first spiritual mentor came into my life and I worked with her for once a week for three years. And, you know, at that point I was doing this work to help myself not feel crazy because I didn't have anyone to talk to, Um, You have to think about this, like Instagram didn't exist Mm -hmm. yet. And you couldn't hashtag wellness healer, any of these words and like tons of people pop up. So, um, and I also wasn't raised that way. I was raised in a nice Midwest Irish Catholic household. So Mm -hmm. that also wasn't the lay of the land in my home. And I didn't really have any friends that spoke this language and, I thought, well, I'm either going to study with this woman who showed up and I feel better every time I talk to her, or I should like go knock on the door of the mental institution and tell them like, I think I need to come here because like really weird things are happening to me that can't be explained. And, you know, that's a really difficult place to be. Yeah. (laughs) Easier options. So, and one of my friends said to me, um, she goes, Colleen, crazy people don't just knock on the door and say, I need to come to the you know, to the, um, mental institution to get help. And I was like, that's a good point. Maybe I should explore whatever this, um, healing thing is. Mm -hmm. And so I worked with this woman and then she kicked little bird out of the nest and said Mm -hmm. that I had to go to, uh, school with lots of people. I went to, Um, the Four Winds School of Energy Medicine. And that was another three years. And also on that road, I ended up becoming a Reiki master. Um, Several crystals teachers came into my life. Um, I ended up getting into feng shui a bit. 
So I just, I just went down the mystical rabbit hole very deeply. But the interesting thing is nobody knew that for seven years while I trained. I actually didn't. Yeah. So this is like late twenties. I actually didn't start style rituals and technically leave fashion until I was 35. So I trained silently. Like my parents didn't know Hmm. My, my friends didn't know. Um, I actually remember it was funny. I was in uh, Chile doing a training with uh, some shamans and um, I had posted, I I was on the top of a mountain and there was an infinity pool and I like posted the picture um, that, you know, look, you could see this beautiful view and everything. And someone on Facebook was like, uh, cause remember Instagram didn't exist yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's like, where are you? Blah, 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 blah. And I felt my whole body tense up and I was like, well, I'm in South America at a bikini shoot, obviously. Like I completely lied Oh yeah. that because of like fear, shame, I don't know how to explain what this is. I don't know what I'm doing with it. And I'm just in my mind at that point, trying to not feel off, crazy, different weirdo, you know, all that kind of stuff. But this was the thing that was actually making me feel normal and alive. Mm -hmm. So I ended up um, leaving fashion and starting style rituals seven years ago, actually, and style rituals just had her seventh birthday. She's a Gemini. (laughs) Um, So uh, that's kind of what what brought me to this place. It was extreme transformation. Wow. Yoga magic is a Gemini too. I'm June 10th. When, when is your brand's birthday? Uh, well, what is it exactly? I want to say it's like May 24th. I okay. Think like, yeah. <laughs> I know it's a Gemini. What does your chart look like? You must have like intuitive markers everywhere. I, I do have. Yes, I have. So I'm a Virgo. So mm-hmm. the sign of the healer my rising is a Sagittarius, the sign of the philosopher, and I have a Scorpio moon, the sign of the shaman. (laughs) So um, I was definitely born to get into this somehow. And I have a ton of Virgo placements in my chart. So healing, helping, making things right, um, making it perfect, look better, let's clean it up. You know, this is, and also go deep. And also expand. Yeah. I, I like so. thinking of Virgo as a healer versus like sort of the analytical Virgo that I think sometimes is stereotyped in. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Well, it's interesting. I mean, she, she's both, right? There's, you know, there's the the healed or light side of Virgo and the shadow side of yeah. Virgo. So you have, are you leaning into some of that like, you know, neurotic perfectionistic kind of stuff, which I definitely have anxiety, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Or are you in this place that you're like, you know, quote unquote, cleaning things up and helping the world and helping with health? Were you up until that Saturn return? Had you never really (laughs) had those intuitive hits or like these, you know, seeing ghosts? I mean, was that really the first time? Well, at the, okay. So this is an interesting question. At the time I would have said, this has never happened to me before. And as I started to go on this explorer journey of exploration of myself, I realized that this had been going on my whole life. It was just, um, it looked a little differently. Like, um, you know, I would tell my mom when I was little, I remember in the 1940s when grandma's kitchen looked a certain way and your dog's name was this and like, you would do this in the backyard. 
and she would, you know, she'd look at me, she's like, how do you, there's no pictures of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I never told you that, you know, it was, it was met with a lot of, there's no way you could know that. How do you know that kind of questions? Um, I also had a premonition dream about numbers when I was little and won the lottery. What? So that like thing, the, the, the thing with the little balls that like on the news every night, like the state lottery and the, the little like, ball white balls. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of not, it's the state lottery, not the Powerball. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is that a, I don't know. Clear, <laughs> not the Powerball. Okay. Um, but it's like pick three or whatever. And okay. I knew what the numbers were. And I was a very like dutiful and good and quiet child. And I came downstairs and told my mom, I knew what the lottery numbers were and she wasn't really paying attention to this. And I was like, you, you need to go and, and play the numbers. And I was nine. And she's like, no, no, you know, like trying to just like, no, Colleen, you, I mean, come on. Nine-year-old kid comes downstairs and like, I know what the, the lottery numbers are for the, the lottery. Let's like win tonight. <laughs> so I threw a tantrum and she finally was like, okay, we'll go play the numbers. I finally calmed down. She went and played the numbers. And then of course I was like, we, we have to watch during dinner, you know, cause it was like on when we would eat dinner. I was completely anxious about this. And she's like, okay, Colleen, we'll put the news on and watch, watch this. And the numbers hit. And I just, I sat there calm as day and everybody else is screaming, like what, what in the world just happened? And let me be clear. Like we won $2,000 in the eighties and bought a really sweet camcorder. (laughs) (laughs) So it was not like, you know, it was not retirement money, but it was, uh, I did win the lottery. Holy cow. Um, So things like that would, Mm -hmm. (laughs) would happen. Um, Very like being very empathic and like, you know, sensing when I was scared in places or something like that, but I didn't have words for it. So that was definitely, uh, present and, you know, it, it runs in my family. I hear, I hear stuff about my, my grandmother. She sounded like they, she, they came from a small town in Pennsylvania and like all the, I I would hear all the women would come and knock on the back door to see grandma when they couldn't get pregnant. She always had herbs. She Mm -hmm. would help fix people's problems, all the women. And I'm like, okay, my mother is a nurse. My, my sister is an herbalist and a death doula. Like it's oh, wow. just running. It runs in my family and it shows up in all of us in different ways. And um, that's also really common mm-hmm. that when you, you'll see a, like a bloodline of, of healers and it, it just materializes how it needs to with that person. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That gives me goosebumps. Like thinking about all the, the strong women healers. And so then when you, you talk a little bit about just that shame of like not wanting to tell people what you were doing when you ultimately did tell them you were in this study, what was that hard? Like were people (laughs) surprised? This was a funny time in my life because I, I felt like, like I had, I had to come out and I had held a secret for seven years and I started farther away in the way that like, I was like, okay, I have to tell my coworkers. So I would tell people like photographers, I worked with models, like people in the fashion industry. And 
it would be interesting. Like there was one photographer I think about that I worked with a lot on editorials and I told him what I had actually been up to. And he goes, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) And I was like, what's that mean? And he said, well, you would always say things to me and I couldn't figure out how you knew that because it was a secret. And I was like, what did I say? And he'd tell me, and I was like, I don't even remember saying that to you. So I would get some strange confirmation um, that they were somehow also aware. And, you know, I told, I started telling my friends, uh, all of them very supportive. And I finally like got down to the, the, the nucleus of this operation had to go and tell my parents. Um, and you know, I put it in very plain facts. It was like, do you remember when I won the lottery when I was little? I had a dream and they said, yeah. And I said, well, it's almost like I'm psychic. Like I'm highly intuitive and I just know things and I can't explain how or why, but I just do. And I want to use this gift to help others. And I'm leaving my job. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, okay, great. Or were they um, there, there was some silence. They definitely yeah. <laughs> were like sitting at our dining room table processing. Um, but they're definitely very supportive. And I think, you know, they, they had to like, start to see that I was doing well, right? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm working a lot with big businesses. I wrote a book with Harper Collins. Like I've started to have really amazing things happen around what I was sharing. And so that helped, I think definitely helped them to, to get on board when they were, I think, seeing that, other people were also getting on board. Mm-hmm. Thanks for going going down that path. I I grew up in the Midwest as well, and my parents were very Catholic, Italian Catholic, and so I feel this. And even too, I know we're going to talk a little bit about the energy edits, but this month um, you were talking about Mary Magdalene and just like that mm. connection of her as a healer and yeah. kind of this like like truly like this woman of the earth, kind of that witchy spirituality and healing sense. And I just was like, oh yes, like this is, I wish this is the version of Catholicism that I really learned, you know, early on. And it it can still be now, right. As understanding like the full, the full spectrum. But I think, yeah, it is like a lot of shadow to, to think about some of the gifts that we have and telling our you know, very deeply rooted Christian family members about it. It's kind of scary. I feel you. It can be scary because our ancestors burned us Yeah, for yeah. saying these things. But it's also interesting, like you look at, you look at Catholicism and what, you know, where that was coming from with like, you know, back in the day when people were only pagans and I'm really generalizing things there, but like this earth magic. And then, you know, the Romans come in with Catholicism, but the thing was there's stuff from, from paganism that has completely filtered into Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I still even see it. It just got PR. There's a, it got PR or they, you know, kind of changed the way they did it a little bit. You know what I always think about that's really interesting? Imagine a druid in your head and everybody out there listening. You see this person that has like, you know, a big black hood over them and the long black uh, cloak or robes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they 
they were the, the shamans of the community, the priests, the healers and, um, and Celtic times. Uh, and if you think about what nuns used to wear, mm-hmm. they had on the same outfit. Mm-hmm. They would wear those big black hoods. Like if you think about nuns from like nine, the 900s oh, yeah. on, like when they were making the switch, like they were wearing the Druids outfits for a really long time. Like, or the, you know, the friars, like some of those like big cloaky outfits with the, the, like the big hood around the head. I mean, that totally comes from a Druidic place. And it's something that, um, you know, Christians adopted. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, this is like the costume history nerd slash X fashion style <laughs> to me. I'm like, of course I noticed what everybody was wearing, but it's, you know, it's one simple thing that it, you know, I put them side by side once and I was like, this is basically the same outfit. Yeah. So, I never thought of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, I think there's so much of that, right. So much of that yeah. sort of like intermixing of faiths and, and for us to, you know, yeah, like you were saying, even just that fear, that witch wound of being burned for these gifts, like, I think it's interesting to talk about right now, right? Like we're so many like spirituality, new age spirituality, like crystal work, all of this stuff is just getting more and more popular. And, but also, I mean, someone like you, who's been doing this for a good amount of time, like you didn't necessarily like pursue it. It came to you. It was just like, and now you're going to go down this path. Would you say that's true? Yeah, it totally, it totally came a knocking. <laughs> like, it, and that's the thing. It got so loud but, that I couldn't ignore it. And believe me, believe me, I was like, oh, yay, I'm going to, I'm going to leave fashion and I'm going to go move to California and quit my job and tell everybody that I can see ghosts and I'm going to go <laughs> talk about crystals. And I want to do that. Yeah. I was scared to death and was asking myself the whole time, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So now, now that you've been doing this for a while, I want to give people a perspective of like, this is because it's so cool and it's so unique. Can you describe, I know you really do a lot of things, but can you describe your services? Sure. Um, so, you know, my I've been in, in business for seven years, so it's definitely evolved. And I like to say that I help align the energetic and the visual at style rituals. And I help people heal and grow and learn who they are mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And the place that my business started was with one-on-one sessions and, you know, seeing people in a, a private practice style for an hour or two and anything could come up. So that was where I started and I used cards and crystals as a tool for that. And again, I always find that interesting that, you know, I was almost haunted, haunted by my past life because when I worked in fashion, I had statement necklaces and um, trend boards. And now I have crystals and tarot cards, which mm-hmm. they're, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm still using the same mediums just in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I started with that and um, then I started to help bigger groups of people and I would end up going into companies and helping executives or the actual company 
with problems that were going on with personnel or with the C-suite executives or the whole company. And um, I know that's very vague, but I've signed a lot of NDAs and can't. Really I'm, talk I'm about just that. thinking, but, like, I bet this um, is so secret. <laughs> I love it. It's like yeah. the billionaires that have the astrologers in their back pocket, 100. percent Well, <laughs> it's interesting you say that, and I'll leave it at this: that like what I have learned from working in that capacity with uh, companies and heads of companies is that it may always look different, but everybody that is highly successful in that way has a spiritual practice that they do. Yeah, I believe that. Something that they're devout to. Mm-hmm. You know, they're meditating, they have an altar, they're pulling tarot cards, they believe in astrology, um, any of those things. So I think that's important to remember. And I did that. And then um, Harper Collins called me and I wrote Crystal RX in 2018. Um, kind of a beginner's go-to guide about crystals. It has a very editorial feel because that's what I know and where I come from and what I love. And then when COVID hit, I started to get into doing online coursework. And I did this really fun little project over that time and started something called Charm School, which is basically... I thought about it was like, what is everything that I didn't know when I started all this and all the places I had questions. And so there's a course about, you know, how to work with tarot, how to work with crystals, where are your chakras? Um, What is an empath? All these kinds of things that like those base level questions that I think people get curious about and should know if they're going to start to get into the world of energy. I, I see your book places. It's so beautiful. It's just really, really, really a cool book. And so they came to you. You must have manifested that. That's amazing. They did. And I thought that was normal. Like I have, I had <laughs> no. no book writing. I, like this was my first time writing ever was a book. And I, you know, I started to experience a lot of success, which I'm so grateful for. Um, Vogue was actually the first one that did a write up about my work and um, other people started to follow Refinery29 and Goop and other create and cultivate other outlets like that. And um, people, publishing companies started to reach out about doing a book. And I was like, oh, this is just like what you do. I guess <laughs> this is how this works. I don't know. Um, and I went with HarperCollins because, it, you know, different people approach you with different subjects or how to do what. And I was, I got really excited about writing a book about crystals because it's, you know, something that has let me up my whole life. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose Harper Collins and why we wrote a book together on crystals. Um, it was a wild experience. My photographer, she's um, I actually met her at a public event I used to do crystal readings all the time pre-COVID when people were allowed to gather in large <laughs> groups together. I met her at In Goop Health and her name is Amy Dickerson and she's works for the New York Times and is a celebrity photographer and like, you know, she's amazing and so talented. She did all the uh, photos for the book because I knew I was like, I need somebody that gets this, mm-hmm. right? That it comes from my world, my old world. And 
Um, she, we were attached to the hip for six months. I took her to the high mountain of Peru at 16,000 feet to a remote village. And she, uh, photographed myself and more importantly, some of my teachers in their Mm. village. It was a magical experience to do with her. I couldn't have done it without her. I just, I'm, I'm just visualizing like you're intuitive path like how like how do you how are these things coming in to like to know okay and now I'm going to leave the job and now I'm going to like like I don't know write a book and go to in group health and meet my photographer and just like all these things it was there like was does it come in super clear like your intuitive pings or how does that manifest for you fair so sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night covered in sweat feeling anxious and like just having a crazy dream. That's a message. Mm -hmm. I also do vision boards. I also do tarot cards. It was a really the California thing. All of a sudden, I never wanted to move to California again. I I, I lived in New York for 15 years. I am a diehard New Yorker. It's my favorite city in the whole wide world. It still is. And, you know, I would, if you would have met me 15 years ago, I'd be like, I'm, I'm going to die here. Right. Like this is my place. (laughs) And um, all of a sudden, all these people would say, oh, are you from California? You look like such a California girl. Oh, you're from (laughs) California. Right. Like it was this like landslide of people talking to me about California. My boyfriend at the time kept wanting to go to California. Like it just was Hmm. like I was being attacked by the word California. And that's when I started to pay attention. I was like, why is this coming up so much? I don't want to live in California. So it definitely comes in from all avenues. And that's the thing I would tell people that want to tap into their intuition. You need to be open to all the possible ways that things could come in, you know, from strangers on the subway telling you you're a healer to having prophetic dreams. Um, or being open to seeing other healers that are, are telling you something, even if it doesn't make sense, you know, this stuff can come in from all, all places, or even you're get curious. You're like, why am I curious about this thing? Or why do crystals keep showing up in my life? Like I've had clients come in like this, this happens sometimes a girl will come in and she's like, I don't believe in this shit. But like six people gave me crystals for my birthday. And then I Googled crystals and you came up. <laughs> so it and I don't know why I'm here. You know, so it's just like some of those funny things that it's like, well, if someone, you know, if you get six people give you crystals for your birthday, maybe you should pay attention to that. Yeah. Right. Like that's a pretty big that's lightning a new bolt. thing. <laughs> Like I get crystals all the time because I want them. (laughs) Exactly. But if you're like, this isn't, you know, this is not my jam. And, but this thing keeps, you know, a theme keeps popping up into your life. Even if you don't understand it, just get curious. Yeah. That actually, that leads me. I'm okay. I've got a couple of crystals next to me. I always do. And me too. Of course. (laughs) I, so I have gone through quite a like fertility journey with this baby and in mm-hmm. quite like past life progression and just like hypnosis and things have found mm-hmm. that bees play a really big role in this. This is like the, they're my spiritual guide through this. So I found a bumblebee Jasper recently and like, I love it so much and it's always mm-hmm. hanging out. And then I have my little like 
because both me and the baby are going to be cancer. So I have my moonstone. Okay. What? Okay. So for anyone that is listening, let's touch just a little bit on crystals. Like what is one, or maybe a few of your favorite crystals for being open? Do you have any ones that you're like, yes. Like if you are looking to be more open to intuition, what would you suggest? I mean, I would go with the most neutral basic bitch possible who is queer quartz. Yeah. Like she okay. is, she is the amplifier. She goes, she goes with everybody, <laughs> like her outfit, you know, she, she is the basic, right? She, she is like the color black in the fashion world and goes with everything. And she also amplifies any situation. So any crystal you sit her next to is going to amplify the vibration of. Okay. So that's I, a think, great... I think clear quartz is like the, the, like that is the neutral, the place to start. If you have one, if you're like, I'm only ever going to buy one crystal ever, which we know that's never going to happen. <laughs> um, you get one and then you have a thousand. Uh, but I would say clear quartz is the absolute best place to start. On the flip side, as you know, I know you do a lot of work with, with space and, you know, where people are spending time. How about setting boundaries? Any specific crystals that you would put out there for spiritual boundaries, but also just like, I think boundaries from people too. Yeah. Um, well, from a crystal perspective, um, you know, I think boundaries start at your threshold of your home. So putting like, if you're going to remember black crystals, right. Mm -hmm. So like a black tourmaline, black obsidian, um, black onyx, you know, though any of those at the front door and also amethyst, which helps to take energy vampires away. Selenite is great. That absorbs unwanted energy. That's like a cosmic cleanser and air purifier. Those would be some ones, some basic ones that I would tell anybody to put in their home. Yes. Okay. We're doing it right. I've got, I've got a citrine in my money corner. I've got like a couple Perfect. other things going on, but, and it's funny because the cleaners will find it sometimes and they'll be like, did you, like, what happened here? Did you like, like, why is this under your bed? You're like, goes don't here. touch it. <laughs> my kids have so many under their beds, like peach skull of sight and like all this good stuff. They're so into it. Okay, cool. I thank you for answering that. It's just like, it's like people don't always realize it can be super simple, right? Like clear quartz and black obsidian, like these things are not expensive. You can get them at a lot of different places. Obviously you want to get them um, well sourced. W one more crystal question. I know you talk about having crystals in the bra <laughs> and I love that. Um, quartz, probably a good one. Any other one that you would suggest like on a day to day? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would put rose quartz in there. Rose quartz is a heart chakra crystal anyways. So putting it where the, that energy center is on your body. I, okay. you know, again, if you're going to, if you're going to pick one, cause I could rattle on about this forever. Okay. <laughs> um, I would go with putting rose quartz in your bra. It's the ultimate stone of self-love. So I think that that would be a great one. And again, to your point, it's, it's super accessible. You can get a tiny polished piece at a mystical store for $2. Like yeah. you don't have to make this hard or expensive and you could just stick that in there. Yeah. One for each boob. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are bras now too, where you can like, it's like yeah. built in or like sewn in. I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, okay. So I know in, I, we've talked, just touched on a little bit on your energy edits and 
these everyone are the coolest. They're short. I'm going to do like under an hour um, snippets about what's happening in the cosmos. And I really, really enjoy them. You know what I, I think my favorite part is like, you're bringing in a lot of intuition and like what the energy is at any given moment. And there's, you know, I'd love to know sort of what your favorite moon rituals are, you know, what you do in order to tap into like what the now is, you know, cosmically, lunarly, all the things. Do you have any specific like full moon, new moon practices that you do? Um, well, my Sagittarius rising likes fire. So I really like to light things on fire. Um, and again, for me, that's more of a a full moon because fire is a great purifier. So going to the fire and doing some type of offering and I'm definitely, first of all, honoring the fire and giving it a gift, whether that's herbs or putting a little bit of oil, again, an outside fire where you are not going to light anything on fire. Let me be clear clear about that. So giving oil or some type of herbs to the fire to speak to the fire, to let it know I'm here. Hey, thanks for listening to me. Like, can we work together? And then offering, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly putting together vision boards and those get burned every full moon. So like for the energy edit, for example, um, I do a vision board for each month coming and I talk about it on the energy edit, what the energetic trends are that are coming and every full moon that comes next, I burn those boards and I start again. Um, So that's something that goes in and, you know, sometimes letters. I actually, I just, uh, because we just had that full moon in Sagittarius and I lit a pair of pants on fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Why? I love that. So, um, you know, it felt like the cycle was over with them and there was um, a lot of symbolism of those pants for me and it was yeah. time to let them go. So <laughs> I threw my pants in the fire, uh, you know, and I've thrown ex-boyfriend's t-shirts in the fire, um, manifestation lists go in the fire, photos, um, fl- old flowers, dead flowers. Um, you know, to me, as long as it's not toxic, it's fair game to throw <laughs> in the fire. So that would definitely be how I normally spend a full moon. And then on a new moon, that's calling in. So mm-hmm. that's um, when I might start a vision board. That is when I start journaling. I might try intentional dreaming and on the new moon like my gosh show me you know show me what's coming show me all the possibilities in my dreams so those would be some rituals that I would probably do around the new moon and I don't do them all every time okay it's again paying attention like what what is my intuition being of me or showing me and also what is available in my environment right now because am I traveling am I traveling for business somewhere and I'm in a hotel and great I can take a full moon bath right because this is what is accessible to me tonight or am I in the woods and can have a bonfire Mm -hmm. so it you know I like to be practical about my rituals do you charge your crystals under the full moon or how do you like to like what's your crystal hygiene oh my gosh my crystal hygiene I mean it takes me days to get all my crystals outside I'm (laughs) 
<laughs> and a lot of them are really heavy. Um, so I don't take all of my crystals outside, but you know, something calls to me, right? Maybe I've literally been clinging to this one crystal all month and it's been in my purse, my pocket, my bed, everywhere that might go out. Or I'm really feeling, you know, one just looks like it's like, hello, I'm dirty. Like I'll take that one outside. So um, I don't take all of my crystals outside, but again, if you have a, a tiny collection and can do that, go for it. Yeah. Last question. I just, I'd be so curious, like outside of crystal work and firing or putting things in the fire, not firing people. Um, what are your favorite self-care practices? Like, what do you like to personally do? Yes. So first I will, you know, PSA about this, like self-care can look like anything mm-hmm. you want it to. And I don't always turn to spiritual stuff for self-care. Sometimes it is eating ice cream and binging a TV show. That feels like self-care to me. I also meditate. I eat a very, you know, particular diet. So all of these things are self-care practices and they don't have to be big. And some of them are daily and some of them are weekly and some of them are monthly and some of them are yearly. So Um, I think for me, it's just, you know, at least doing one thing to love myself every day is where things are at for me, but my self-care practices are wide. That's good. They should be versatile. Right. And, and like with that Virgo sun, like there's, there's some routine and then there's some, I'm sure that are just, yeah, mix it up. Yeah. And then the Sagittarius rising is like, wait, no, we have a surprise for you. We're going to send you off on this adventure to do Do an adventure. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I was literally just thinking, like, what, what adventure is in there too? <laughs> oh my gosh. I learned so much. Colleen, thank you for, for being here and for doing this really unique and cool work. Um, I'd love for people to, to learn a little bit more about the energy edits if they want to get involved um, and just get a taste of what you do. Can you, can you talk a little bit about those? Yeah. So this is my, my newest service. We've been doing it for about six months and the energy edit is basically giving you the the best of the month. So you're getting the, the cosmic trends. And since my interests in wellness and spirituality and energy are wide and vast, uh, I'll say anything. And <laughs> sometimes you don't know what's coming, but we do always at least talk about one crystal a month to work with. I pull a tarot card. I build a vision board every month and kind of unpack that because I love doing vision boards. I've done it my whole, my whole career in one way or another. And then also always offering a curated ritual at the end that people can do at home. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And they can just find those on your website. Yeah, they can find it on the website. And if they also go to the link in bio on my Instagram, which is style underscore rituals, it'll take you right there and you can sign up and it's an $8 monthly subscription. And I talk probably about 15 to 20 minutes a month, including video. So you can see what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, I love that bite-sized stuff. We don't got a lot of time, but it's so helpful. Like there's so much jam packed in that. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Colleen. I just, again, really appreciate you and all your work and I'll make sure all of your information's in the show notes so people can connect with you. Thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. 
Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Thanks to Colleen. Make sure to check out her information in the show notes to learn more about style rituals to get on the monthly energy edit. And finally, make sure you're following along on Instagram. I'm at Ashley.Sondergaard, and the show is at Yoga Magic Podcast. We'll see you next week, everyone.